Well, buddy, I'll tell you what, we are still in a drought. Um, I swear, man, there is not shit going on right now. Uh, you know, there's a few little dramatic things uh, kind, of, kind of bouncing around. I saw Dana White kind of looking for a backup for the for the McGregor-Poyer fight. Um, if you got an OnlyFans account, I guess you could uh, tune into the Rachel Ostovich and Paige Van Zant bare knuckle fight. That's an interesting one. Um, I don't have an OnlyFans account, so I probably won't. I probably won't tune into that. That's kind of a, on par with the uh, Paul brothers, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, man, there's just nothing going on. We got a week off. Um, some pretty decent fights next week. Uh, speaking of the Paul brothers, the next week uh, after the UFC fight night between Rosenstruck and Sakai. Um, Logan Paul's taking on Floyd Mayweather, which is, I think what the, is what everybody's kind of, the industry's kind of waiting on. Um, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a ridiculous amount of, uh, of talk around that way too much. Um, and it probably will be, have some type of controversy associated with it. I mean, let's be real. What are the odds that Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul Go have a boxing match, and it's just a run-of-the-mill standard boxing match with a definitive winner, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, zero chance of that happening. Definitely going to be some shenanigans involved. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a pretty slow week. I mean, the thing with the McGregor and Poirier matchup is kind of interesting because the uh, the lightweight division is, is um, kind of at a standstill right now. I mean, we just just established the new champion with Oliveira and Chandler. So, I mean, Oliveira's waiting for the winner of this fight. Um, so, obviously, he's irrelevant. Chandler just took a pretty decent knockout loss, knockout loss and seems pretty focused on, you know, recovering from that. Um, so, doesn't want to get back in there, you know, a month and a half after he he just got knocked out. Uh, Dariush is another one of the guys that's kind of at the top of the heap after his Tony Ferguson win, but that just, that just happened a couple weeks back. And, uh, and he's already stated that, you know, I think is what they're expecting a baby. Um, so he wants to be at home with his family. Um, the only other guy that's up there is Justin Gaethje, which, uh, man, problem solved. Wouldn't you think? But I, I guess, I don't know what's going on with Justin Gaethje. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what his, um, kind of where he is right now. Uh, on his intentions on coming back, but I mean, he's he's already had quite a layoff. Um, a lot of people are talking about him and Chandler, which hey man, we we would all love. I mean, if you're a fan of the sport, we all want that fight. I mean, that that would be a bananas fight. Um, but we probably shouldn't expect Chandler to come back until later on this fall. I mean, I wouldn't expect him until until later this year, and that would make Justin Gaethje have an entire year layoff, which I don't want to see, man. I want to see him active, you know. We all kind of know. If you know anything about the sport, we uh, Justin Gaethje's career is probably a, uh, a ticking time bomb. You know, we've only got so many, uh, so many more classic Justin Gaethje fights left, um, and I want to get those while we can. Um, so yeah, who, who knows? I mean, it, it's I highly doubt anything's gonna gonna fall through with the McGregor and Poirier fight. But shit, man, you never know. It's crazier stuff happens. Uh, so we'll, it'll probably be it'll be interesting to see. We're probably I think it's I think it's that July twenty fourth card. So we have a probably a month and a half until until that. But a lot of stuff can happen in between there, man. Um, so hopefully they do find something with with that. Uh, and that that always kind of throws in an extra little dynamic whenever you see 
that there is a backup, uh, that they weigh in, they're there ready for the fight. It's always just kind of, uh, obviously the fighters can't focus on that, but it kind of throws in another little extra, uh, drama to the mix because if something does fall through, then all of a sudden this it's short, it's short notice for everybody that, that alternate doesn't know who he would fight. He doesn't know who's going to fall out of the fight. Um, and both of those guys don't want to prepare for a backup. So it's always kind of interesting to see that happen whenever there's a fight on that scale that they would have a alternate ready to rock and roll. Uh, and it seems like they're, they're looking for that. Um, but I mean, the only people that they'd be willing to put in there are kind of that it's all kind of log jammed up there where nobody's really available. So we'll see, we'll see if, uh, one of the, if something does happen, if one of those guys is just going to be willing to, you know, take the risk, if Chandler's going to take the risk of coming back sooner than he'd, he'd prefer, if Darius is going to risk, you know, missing time with his family, uh, or if Gaethje's just going to lower his standards, I guess, and go in as an alternate. So that is kind of an interesting dynamic, but there's really, you know, not a whole lot there. Um, and I don't really have uh, an opinion at all on the Paige Van Zant and Rachel Ostevich Rachel fight. I mean, they already fought. Um, we all kind of know what this fight is. Uh, and it's a really great marketing opportunity for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship is what it is. Um, uh, another way for them to kind of stay relevant, I mean... I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what their goals are there. I mean, I'm not saying that Paige Van Zant and Rachel Ostevich aren't martial artists, but let's be honest, they're not really making their making their living right now being martial artists. Uh, I mean, Paige Van Zant even came out and, and said, you know, come for the boobies, stay for the violence. So we all kind of know what the the marketing scheme behind that is. It was like that whenever they fought the first time in the UFC, that it was the two, you know best looking females, if you want to buy into that, uh, in the UFC fighting each other. Um, but yeah, that it's just interesting, man. And it is just kind of a, kind of a bizarre, uh, thing in all honesty, whenever you see hot girls, let's be honest, hot girls who are making a good enough living being hot and doing their thing, who are signing up to fight each other bare knuckle, you know, cut each other's faces open, be all swollen up and battered. Um, so you do kind of wonder what is the, what's the goal, you know, is it just, you know, are they getting paid really good money? Are they, you know, is this just their, their martial arts mentality and wanting a new challenge? And they're both, you know, ha weren't, weren't cutting the cloth, you know, in the UFC. So who knows, man, it is just kind of a bizarre scenario. In all honesty, the whole bare knuckle fighting championship has, has lasted a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, has drawn a lot more big names than I thought it would. I mean, and, and I'm not saying anything against that 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 form of the sport. I'm all for the idea of bare knuckle. Um, you know, I think I think that a lot of I think that's the really truest expression of combat. Um, and if you're uh, if you're a historian at all, or or if you've if you've studied kind of the origins of boxing um, back when it was bare knuckle. Um, it is kind of interesting too, to think about, um, the differences and, and obviously there was an entirely different set of rules, you know, they they didn't, they're not going back to the bare knuckle rules. They're just keeping the more modern rules, but adding in bare knuckle. And one thing that kind of drives me nuts, just to stay on this tangent, I guess for a second, uh, all, all I see whenever I watch the bare knuckle, I, I really don't know. I need to, I need to look into it, 
but it does kind of bother me that it's not truly what I would consider bare knuckle. They have exposed knuckles, but it seems like their their hands and wrists are all still taped up and supported, um, which I think takes away from the the whole idea of of bare knuckle because. I mean, if you've never just go punch a heavy bag or something without, you know, your your wrist taped up or, or wrapped, I mean, that is where these guys can have an, an insane amount of power whenever they can stabilize their wrist. The, the whole, the, their wrist, the entire reason that they brought gloves into the sport of boxing um, was because in bare knuckle boxing, all you get are broken hands and cut up faces. And the, the, the tape and the gloves support their wrists so there's not as many hand breaks. And the gloves really keep cuts from happening. Obviously, they still happen, but, but it is drastically reduced whenever you add padding. Um, and it reduces cuts. That's really the origin of why they started taping up wrists and, and putting on gloves. Uh, and back, if, you wa- if you're able to see vintage footage of bare-knuckle fights... Or, or read about it, body shots were kind of the norm. I mean, you took a big wrist, a big risk throwing a big power shot to somebody's head because if, if it landed right on their forehead, you're probably going to break your hand before you knock them out. So the whole technique of throwing with bare, bare knuckle and, and having completely untaped wrists, just completely exposed hands and knuckles and wrists, um, how you punch is different, uh, where you punch is different, like setups are different. It's really a different sport. Um, so it is kind of, uh, interesting that, uh, it, whenever you watch bare knuckle fighting, uh, whenever you watch the bare knuckle fighting championship league or whatever you want to call it, the organization, they're still all wrapped up. They're still throwing haymakers with reckless abandonment, you know, just, just swinging, just like they have gloves on. So to me, that is always kind of like a, I'm not sure why they stuck with that and they didn't just, you know, go all in on, on bare knuckle. Um, but it's, man, it's just really interesting to think about how long this is going to go because, you know, I don't think it's for the masses. I really don't. Um, it's always going to be niche, even within the, the combat realm, you know, modern traditional glove boxing and MMA are established and are here to stay. Um, but it's really only the hardcore fans of these sports that are going to watch bare knuckle. Um, it's not very palatable to the masses. So it's pretty surprising that they're able to get these big names like Paige Van Zandt, you know, like that they're able to afford her, uh, and pay her good enough money. Um, and I'm really interested to see how long this, uh, the organization is going to last. Um, that's one of the, I'm more interested in that whole, aspect of is the sport going to stay around are we going to have this modern form of bare knuckle for is it going to last um how competitive is it going to get because right now it looks like they just walk into a bar and ask hey man who who can take a punch you know you want to come fight for 1500 bucks and it looks like they've got uh it looks like they got a bunch of bikers who can take a punch uh to jump in the ring but then occasionally they'll get these big names who are really skilled actual you know, established martial artists. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting, you know, that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody. Um, but like I said, man, it is stale right now. Uh, there's not shit going on. Um, kind of slow, probably waiting for these big July cards. Um, and not a whole lot else happening. Uh, but aside from that, there were some really, uh, really big, um, fight announcements coming out. Uh, one of which being, 
um, Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. Um, barn burner of a fight. Everyone should be excited for that fight. I need to look up the date. Let me see if I can find it while I'm talking. But uh, incredible, incredible matchup. Obviously, we all want to see that. Anytime you see these guys that just have like handed advantages in striking over their opponents, and then we get to put these two guys, July 17th, there we go. Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Uh, talk about styles make fights, man. Two guys, long, like great length, great movement, cardio forever, um, you know, unorthodox, plus tradition. I mean, just skilled everywhere, skilled everywhere. I mean, I can't imagine this being a boring fight. I don't know if Max Holloway's ever had a boring fight, you know, let's be honest. Uh, and he's just seemed on fire on a different level lately. Um, pretty interesting that him and Yair are going to scrap, going to, going to, um, come together. I don't know. I'd have, to, I'll have to think about this over the next month on who I favor in that fight. Um, but that, that, that is a, that is a, uh, heavyweight fight in that division right now the featherweights man are, are are kind of on fire right now everybody's kind of looking forward to to ortega and um uh ortega and volkanovsky and and i wouldn't be surprised that you know if max holloway comes out with a big win over yair he's going to be fighting for the title right after that i i can only imagine so these guys should square off pretty well should match up pretty well um yair brings so much unorthodox movement and strikes and attacks. One thing, man, that I don't think he gets enough credit for, and I don't think people talk about as much, is I think I think Yair Rodriguez's knockout over the Korean zombie is the greatest knockout of all time. Uh, I mean, if I really thought about it, I could probably think of a couple that could compete with it, but just when you talk about greatest knockouts of all time, that's what pops into my head. And, and I don't feel like anybody talks about that anymore that knockout is one of the most insane things i've ever seen um i mean the korean zombie won that fight won that fight and it just shows you the type of uh type of fighter that he is that he had that fight won and it was in the i, I can't remember if it was a three round or a five round fight whatever it was it was at the end of the fight the last round last 10 seconds and all he had to do was just sit back you know, bounce around and jab and he had to fight one, but it just shows you the guy that constantly coming in, you know, zombie walking towards you completely unrelent, you know, unrelenting pressure from him, you know, coming in. I mean, Yair had lost the fight and he comes in and Yair does a ducking upside down inverted elbow and flat lines the Korean zombie at the buzzer one second left. I mean, I don't know why he doesn't get more credit for that. I don't know why people don't talk about that all the time when they're talking about knockouts and when they talk about Yair at all, they'll talk about a lot of other aspects to his game. But just that knockout, there's I've never seen another knockout like that. I mean, we just got that crazy spinning elbow knockout from uh, um, Prohachka against Dominic Reyes, you know, last month or whatever, which was insane, but it was just a classic spinning elbow. You know, he threw he threw a, a right elbow and kind of missed and used that momentum to spin around and caught Dom right on the chin. Um, still seriously impressive, still a devastating knockout 
and a, and a really good display of skill, but a standard spinning elbow, in all honesty. You know, this thing that Yair threw on, on the Korean Zombie is just so unorthodox, so surprising, you know, and time, you know, timed it so perfectly. It's just one of the craziest knockouts I have ever seen, you know, and, and I can't say enough about it. Um, and I don't think he gets enough credit for it. And just that is just so is you want to show somebody like what is unorthodox striking in MMA, you show them that. I mean, totally unexpected, timed perfectly, still had the energy and power to throw that shot at the end of the fight after he had been beaten up the entire fight. And, and was able to win at the buzzer. Um, so super unpredictable what he brings to the table. Um, but Max Holloway is just, you know, you're talking about one of the most skilled guys that's that's ever fought. I mean, true black belt in mixed martial artists. I, you know, I've, I went off on Charles Oliveira a couple weeks ago um, and how he's just, he's been one of my favorites for the last couple of years because I think Oliveira is a true black belt in MMA. Um Lots of guys that are black belts in striking. Lots of guys black belts on the ground. Very few, and we're seeing more and more of them, but few that I would say are like elite black belts in MMA who have the experience, who wherever, whatever's happening in, in, in an MMA fight, they have an answer. They know what to do. They're, they're competent there. They have defensive skills. They have offensive skills in every position uh, that the fight can take place. And Max Holloway is one of those guys, straight up black belt in MMA, um, as skilled as anybody, as experienced as anybody, as tough and conditioned as anybody. Um, so that's why it's an exciting fight. We all know that, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here most likely, but uh, that should get your juices flowing, man. We should all be looking forward to that fight because who knows what's going to happen. Two guys, unpredictable, super well-skilled, um, but I, I would say that the I, I would give the the heart advantage, the grind advantage, to Max. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think anybody is going to put their money on you know Yair for to not break. I, I mean, not that he has that quitter mentality or anything, or not that he's going to break. Um, but I we do see him get emotional sometimes. We we've seen that emotion. Uh, you know, we've seen him. You know deep in the trenches and if I've got to put money on if I've got to put money on it I trust Max deep in a in the in a shithole more than I do with Yair so if that comes into play I would expect uh I would expect Max to kind of have the 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 upper hand in that regard but man I can't wait for that fight I cannot wait for that fight I won't be putting any money on that fight because there's no telling what can happen with it um but I would I would definitely think that Max is going to be a favorite um, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at that. But uh, hell, hell of a fight coming up with that. Um, a lot of other really good fight announcements too, man. Um, but uh, I'm I'm kind of interested to see what happens with the the Ultimate Fighter as well. Um, obviously with with Ortega and um, Ortega and Volkanovski. You know, usually what make first of all, I mean, is anybody like clamoring for another season of the Ultimate Fighter? Um, I probably watched the first six, um, you know, but I, I just, you know, it's reality TV, man. I just, I get burnt out, you know, and that's just me. Obviously guys can watch that shit all day. Um, I mean, people watch a million seasons of survivor and, and real housewives. So why not keep it going? But I mean, we're on season 20 or something or whatever. I can't even remember what it is. Um, so pretty interesting that they're bringing it back and also, 
usually the entertainment, a lot of the entertainment from uh, the Ultimate Fighter comes from coaches feuding. I mean, they're almost always either just competitive with one another or indifferent towards one another. Uh, and they just kind of have a lot of competition there. Uh, and a lot of times they would put in, you know, enemies, you know, they have a lot of feuds like TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt or, uh, um, Chuck and Tito. I'm pretty sure Chuck and Tito had a season, but, uh, but this one's kind of interesting because I don't think Ortega and Volkanovsky, uh, have any type of feud They're They seem fairly cordial with one another. So I wouldn't expect too much drama to happen there, but you never know. These are all drama queens. They they cage fight for a living. Um, they're they're not the most. Uh, they're usually a little more volatile than uh, than the rest of us suburban folk. So anything can happen, obviously. So I'll be interested to kind of see see how much uh, how much um, traction that show gets. Uh, see if their ratings are any good. Um, see how much talk really is in the world of uh, of the show. Uh, and, and obviously I can't wait for those guys to face off. I think Al Alexander Volkanovsky, man, is just on fire right now. I mean, he's really hitting his groove, um, super skilled everywhere. And I mean, he's the kind of guy that I think you see improvements every time he comes out. Uh, you know, he, he started MMA, I think a little later in life, you know, than a lot of guys did, um, rose very quickly, just super athletic you know, super, uh, super capable almost everywhere. Um, and just seems to get better and better every time I see him. And Ortega is just one of those guys, same, same kind of thing, man, just true martial artist, uh, black, you know, you, you could say Ortega is a black belt everywhere, man. I mean, he, obviously he's a black belt on the ground, but man, lately his striking has been looking crisp and improved. Um, and when he's in that mindset, man, when he's really, uh, when he's really there, man, he's something special. So, and their body styles too make for a really interesting matchup. Uh, so I can't really, I can't wait for them to, to kind of finish that up. Um, like I said, I, I would imagine, I need to look at the rankings with the featherweights. There's a lot going on with them, but I would imagine, man, if Max Holloway, uh, can, can get a pretty definitive win over Yair, I'd expect him to be fighting, um, fighting the winner of that as well. So, We'll come back next week and kind of break down that Rosenstrike uh, fight night. Um, maybe talk a little about about the Floyd Logan stuff uh, if I can't avoid that. Um, hopefully, we get a little bit more going on. But aside from that, man, like I said, we're in a drought. We are in a drought. Uh, let's hope for a little bit more action and um, just enjoy uh, the Memorial Day weekend. See ya. <laughs>